This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction Preview Series where we look ahead to the next match, which is a scary one. We wish it wasn't a scary one. Obviously, we would like to go into this game with lots of confidence. But recently, the last, I suppose, decade or so, we go into these North London derbies with quite a bit of apprehension. And it always is the case that they suddenly hit form just as they're about to play us. And also there's an injury doubt with Harry Kane that never turns out to be true. So you're pretty sure he's going to be starting. And, you know, well, fingers crossed anyway, we can stop him scoring. But we're going to preview the game. I've got a couple of members as well to talk about it with too. So let's kick on with it. I'm joined by Zamir. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Um, well, Tom, how are you? Yes, very good. Well, that was, as I said, apprehensive is probably the word to use. Um, and I'm also joined, making his TGT debut. It's a B. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Hello, mate. I'm good. Thank you very much. Very good. Very, very good. It's nice that we've got, we're getting gradually more UK-based members. No offence, Zamir, but it's, there's a lot of like representation from across the world, and the UK is letting us down right now. Daniel Robert holds down the fort quite a lot. <laughs> but no, it's great to have another member, and I appreciate it. Um, and you coming on to there, Bede. And we're going to start with you, mate. Are you, yeah. Is your fear and apprehension kind of similar to mine, or are you confident going into tomorrow's game? I'm not going to lie, mate. Ever since this virus has kicked in into football, the whole anticipation in a football game, maybe it's because we're terrible as well, but it, yeah. just, it, it, it doesn't have the same impact anymore. Like, I guess if all the fans were there and you're in the state, it's a completely different feeling. But where we're 10th, whether we win or lose, it doesn't really matter where to our league position, let's be honest. And we've got other priorities with the Europa League that, to be honest, is more important. So as long as we do our best out there and we just don't embarrass ourselves like 
Well, there's no guarantees of that with us, exactly. unfortunately. Yeah. I, can't, I can't give you any guarantees regarding embarrassment uh, and Arsenal, I'm afraid. Um, Zamir, are you of a similar mind? Or, I mean, you asked me how I was feeling it before we went live. And yeah, apprehension was the word I used. But how are you feeling ahead of the game? I'm feeling okay. I mean, I, I think the last, what is it, six or seven games in the league, has there yeah. any team that's really blown us off the park, except for Arsenal blowing themselves off the park? I mean, it really comes down to you limit the mistakes, we'll get a result. Uh, and it's a derby. Uh, I, I think, you know, I'm not confident because Tottenham are just in form right now. Uh, but uh, if there's a game that we could pull off a result and if there's a game that would have some meaning that could potentially turn our season around uh, and I think it's the last game on our schedule that could do that it's this one uh, so it means a lot and we need to go for it yeah we do need to go for it and that's maybe something that we've not necessarily been able to do against Spurs in recent performances their manager we know very well will be Jose Mourinho and the the home game against the away game sorry against but sorry just turn around is absolutely pelted it down outside at the moment Jesus Carl's meant to go for a run this afternoon that's not happening now so uh, that's ruined um as I hope tomorrow's game isn't but Jose Mourinho I hope isn't going to rain on Arsenal's parade and he certainly did uh, at the Spurs ground earlier on in the season, where Arsenal just really played into their hands. Uh, we we played in a game in which we know they like to hit us on the counter. We know what they were about. They sit back and then they hit you when you're, well, not even when you're least expecting it, when you leave yourself open. And both of their goals in the game came from that moment. Do you think that Arteta Rabid may have learned from that? Or do you actually think with how Bale and, and Ali have come into the team of, of, of late, do you think Spurs will take this game differently and actually try and be more protagonistic in the game? I think, if anything, they should be looking at how we've been trying to build up from back. And if anything, they should be pressing us as much as possible. We're still very fragile when it comes to building from the back. So if anything, it'll be once again, if they get anything out of the game, it's going to be because we shot ourselves in the foot again. Mm. And unfortunately, it probably may end up that way. Just hoping it doesn't, <laughs> because we know how the reactions are going to be. <laughs> how do you think Mourinho is going to set the team up, though? What do you think? I mean, you said there about, obviously, you want to try and pounce on those mistakes, but they did play very counter-attacking style against us at their ground. Do you think it will be similar again? I still think they'll probably go with Kane, with Son and Bell beside him. Um I assume it'll be probably Hoiberg on the base of midfield with Endombele and who would the other? Sissoko or... Yeah, most likely Sissoko. Sissoko will probably go on the right with... Yeah, with Endombele on the left and then their back four probably just is Regulon, uh, Dyer, Alderweireld. Yeah, and... Doherty, Doherty he quite likes at the moment so he might be going with Doherty uh, and you've got Lloris and goal obviously but do you think in terms of like tactical reasons that he'll sit back and hit on the counter or do you think he's going to try and really press to to embarrass us I would say oh, it's Mourinho nah Mourinho never changes against us does he? he's going to sit back <laughs> it's just typical and what will happen is Kane will drop deep there'll be a long ball to Sun or Bale and that's how they'll get their chances pretty much that's yeah. why, I've, for my defence, I haven't chosen David Luiz or Gabriel. As much as I love Gabriel, he's very aggressive. On He loves pushing up. 
And it's a great trait of a centre-back. He's an unbelievable centre-back and he's got so much potential. But I just think for this game, we just need a bit of calmness. We need a bit of leadership. And Pablo Mari, for me, was completely blown my expectation from like a six million signing off from the Brazilian league time and time again. He's proved what he can do at the back. He's very calm with, and he's great with his passing as well. So just hopefully Murray and my other partnership with Murray was holding, they could mm. hold their own against their front line. Zemir, we obviously had a really good result on Thursday against Olympiacos, um, which has taken quite a bit of pressure off Thursday's game because we know long, we know they have to score at least three goals at the Emirates to have any hope of of progressing, which will take obviously a lot of kind of that anticipation around that game and maybe expectation on the lineup that we could maybe uh, and obviously we brought off quite a few players towards the end of the match in Greece as well to give them a little bit of a rest. So, do you think that? Knowing that Arteta will go over an exceptionally strong side now against Spurs, and he won't have that same pressure of picking a team which would have had Thursday in mind. I, I think, regardless of of what happened in the Olympiacos game, Arteta was going to go with the lineup that he thought was was going to be best, and we saw that against Leicester. Right, uh, completely changed lineup. Uh, Arteta came out with something completely unexpected, but it worked. It did the job. I think. <sighs> Tactically, Arteta knows what he's doing. Uh, he sets us up right. It's just, again, the personnel on the pitch, sometimes it's an inability. Sometimes it's a mental lapse. It's just something that we do to ourselves to not execute his game plan. Because if you look at it, I mean, like I said at the beginning, what team has realistically just blown us out of the water besides Man City? Uh, and they're just heads and shoulders above us. So so I, I think Arteta will go with a strong lineup. I think maybe some changes that he would have not made, he will make now. Uh, maybe starting Oba, for example, mm -hmm. uh, instead of saving him for Thursday. So I, I think those two or three key changes he, he might uh, go for. Abid, last question before we go into the lineups is is going to be based around kind of the, the concerns you have throughout the team. You talked a little bit about the mistakes that we keep making and shooting ourselves in the in the foot, and maybe your team selection has reflected that. But actually, more so, actually, let's let's switch up and talk about where maybe we can hurt them. Where do you think actually their concerns will be? Where can Spurs be hurt? Where have you seen this season with the performances they've had? Where is the positions on the pitch which we can take advantage of? Do you think? I think their right back's a bit of an issue. Doherty and Ori are not the best defensively, um, as is Eric Dyer as well. So mm. definitely on the left flank, we can hurt him quite a bit. It's why you'll see from my lineup here is very left-hand heavy. But as well as that, if we can especially switch the ball to Pepe and have him one-on-one -on -one with any left back, I'm very confident in Pepe being able to rinse him. And... As lot for my concerns really are if Arsenal don't do mistakes, we will get something out of the game, whether it's a draw or a win. Under Mikel Arteta, I can't say like Zamir's been saying, only City can blow us away when it comes to playing the ball on the feet. If we just do our normal game without the silly mistakes, we sh shouldn't be a problem at all, even against Spurs or United or anyone. I mean, Thomas Party alone could dominate any midfield, so I'm, I. I my only concerns are Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and you're, you're completely justified in your worries, it's fair to say, with some of the performances and the mistakes that we have made. Uh, let's just jump into the chat box quickly and see what you guys are saying. It's very good, I have to say, to have Christopher Fun back in the building. It's been a while. I know he's been extremely busy uh, over in Canada and, and helping with the vaccine rollout there. So obviously he's doing a big job out there. And fair play to you, Chris, for, for doing that. And I'm sure the people out there are appreciating your efforts. Uh, Kevin says, beat Spurs, don't do anything stupid on Thursday and then beat West Ham before the international <laughs> break and we still have a good season. I mean, you make it sound so easy, Kevin. You make it sound like it's just it's, it's a walk in the park for us, effectively. Top Tecker says, the North London derby is as important as the games against Olympiacos. Come on, you gunners. Uh, afternoon, Jashard's good. A good show in the chat, mate. Omar says that he would go with Gabriel and Marie, both left-footed centre-backs in the team. Our resident spud, uh, Liam, in the chat, says he reckons that the Loris, uh, Aurier Sanchez, uh, Alderweireld, Regulon, and Dombele, Hoiberg, Bale, Ali, Son and Kane is going to be Spurs' team. Yeah, interested to pick Ali in there instead of... Well, I'm looking at that and thinking that they're missing out on maybe Sissoko in there and obviously Lo Celso still injured and, and they've got the likes of Winks as well in there. But it's, it's interesting selection he's gone for. Rather attacking with both Undombele and, and Ali in that team. Um, Kian says, Zamir, get Bellerin in your team. Well, let's see if Zamir has in fact picked Bellerin. And the answer is very simply, no. But Zamir, do you, <laughs> Zamir, do you want to pick it to go for your team for me, mate? Yeah, uh, I think I, I've gone with this team... Uh, this is strictly the lineup that I would play. I'm not predicting what Mikel's going to do. I don't know what Mikel's going to do. Uh, I think if I were to put my 11 out, this would be it. And, you know, we said we've been, we played the best 45 minutes of football against Wolves, uh, and we haven't used the same front four since. Uh, so I brought them back in for this game. I brought in Chaka and Party in midfield. And for my back four, I've gone for Tierney, Marie, Holding, Cedric, and Leno. Uh, I, David Luiz, he never plays another big game for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got to cut out one of the mistakes. And, and I think the likes of Holding, ESR, Saka, they really understand what uh, the North London Derby is about. I think they understand the the meaning of this game. Uh, and even Tierney, you can add in that bucket. And and it's important to have those types of characters in a game like this. Uh, so this is the lineup that I've gone with. I think Partey-Saka uh, combination will be good. And I think Xhaka has a good connection with Pepe on the left. Um, and him playing in front of Tierney will give that extra level of protection uh, to the back four and allow Pepe some freedom up top. And Lacazette, he's the most underrated striker I think we have in our team. He always shows up against the big boys. Last season scored that screamer against Spurs. Mm. Um, he's always putting in a shift. He's always holding the ball up. And and I've gone for ESR instead of Odegaard. If ESR is fit, great. I, I'd have him in there for physicality. I think he presses really well as well. And um, Odegaard, if he plays, I have no objections to that. Um so I think th I think this we can get at them. We can press them. Um, as you were mentioning, Tom, what are the weaknesses of Spurs? That number ten role, they can't deal with players who are really smart, who make runs, overlapping runs. Mm. Uh, who if Jaka can have a good and and Party can have a good connection with ESR, then he can really you know play around with the front three of Laka, Pepe, and Saka interchangeably. And Spurs they they don't do well. Uh, when you're having a lot of movement up front. Uh, you just have to look at what Lingard did against them uh, a couple of weeks back. So I think we can be effective with this, and, and I'm hoping we will be. 
Let's go on to a beads lineup, which is only ever so slightly uh, different. And you do make the inclusion of Aubameyang in there. And in the chat box, um, I think who was it in the chat was asking? Hamza was saying no, but Alba, uh, Aubameyang in in Zamir's team. I'll come back to you, Zamir in a bit and ask you about that. But uh, Abid, what, what do you make of your lineup? Why have you picked who you've picked? Well, the reason why I ain't got a second in the first place is I just think he looks shattered these last few <laughs> Yeah. He, he, well, they've been targeting him as well, like really rough tackles, especially against Olympiacos. They're just wiping him out. And to be honest, if there's a game that he can come in to make an impact, I'd love it to be this one, to be honest. But with my current front three, especially with Orba drifting in, lack of dropping deep, I think Smith Rowe with his movement, especially, like Zemir said, he's going to cause so much issues with them just drifting in and out of spaces and especially he's been playing on the left wing lately he'll probably occupy Orba's position when Orba's drifting in and that's why I'll have Pepe on the right because once all the movement's happening there I think that's where Xhaka and Party would most likely have to distribute Pepe so he can go one-on-one with Regulon and then that falls back to with Cedric, where Bellerin can't play with Pepe. I don't know what's his issue with Pepe. He just never works out right. Um, so, so that's why Cedric has sent mm. right back, sorry. Uh, Xhaka and Party is pretty much uh, explainable by themselves, to be honest. I wouldn't trust the boys lately. Elneny, as well as he is the Egyptian god. Nah, not, not this one for me. <laughs> Uh, Kieran Tierney again, self explainable, and then Marion Holding. Ah, oh, it's just with Harry Kane, especially, he's going to drop deep. And um, with Harry Kane dropping deep, if I had Gabriel Louise, I could just imagine one of them trying to push, push Harry Kane and leave a massive hole at centre back. And that's where they can hurt us with Sun and Bale. If we have Marion Holding, I think positionally, they're probably our best centre backs, they're our most disciplined. And if when it when it comes to trying to hold against Kane, Bale, and some as scary as it sounds, they're probably the two I would rely on more than say Gabriel or Louise. To be honest, interesting. It's interesting because as maybe you've predicted, I've actually gone for Gabriel and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> listening to you two, absolutely ripping to pieces. I'm sitting there going, right? How am I going to explain this one? Um, <laughs> I'll sort you through my team because uh, there's quite a couple of changes uh, in there as well. Uh, Leno is, is, of course, the obvious pick. As for me, is Cedric on the right. I, I thought Bellerin had a really, really horrible time at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium earlier on in the season and Song completely ruined him. Um, and I think Cedric's probably a little bit more positionally disciplined. You may even see Chambers come back in because he's arguably the better of the three defensively. So he might be the one that's more disciplined than the others. Um, Louise and Gabrielle. My my thoughts around this is I, I disagree in the sense that I think these two are our best centre-back partnership, personally. I think that Louise and what he offers us with the ball going outwards and his distribution adds something extra to what Holding can give you. And Holding's performances, when he has played, have dipped and actually has barely played over the last few weeks or so. And, and throwing him back in, I think, might be a little bit too risky. I get the idea behind it, and he has turned up after periods of absence and absolutely smashed it at times. I'm just a little bit less kind of 
um, faithful, I suppose, in that sense with him. Gabriel, I thought, was excellent against Olympiacos with Louise in, in that game. Gabriel obviously got the header and, and was really influential in stopping a lot of those attacks that came through their, their right-hand side. I thought he was really unfortunate in the situation that we obviously conceded. There wasn't too much he could do about the shot from El Arabi. Um, Tierney obviously picks himself. Xhaka and Partey, I think, is equally the same. I wouldn't trust necessarily Sabahos in this match. Um, he was the next one I would have chosen. El Nene scored a great goal against Olympiacos. Love him for it. But I saw a lot of people come out of the woodwork on Thursday evening to suggest suddenly that he should be starting over Xhaka. I still can't, in my mind, <laughs> get my head around the idea of El Nene being better than Xhaka. Um, it just, we need someone to progress the ball forwards. And I know that Xhaka does pass backwards and sideways. Um, in part of his game, but El Nenny is like 99% backwards and sideways, whereas Xhaka is, let's say, 80% or so. I still think that's harsh, to be honest. Um, I've gone with the combination of Erdogan and Emil Smith-Rowe um, together. And Emil Smith-Rowe, a lot of people feel that he cannot play in a wider position. Now, people get bogged down with seeing things on paper. Just because Emil Smith-Rowe is sitting on that left-hand side there, that's not where he sits the entirety of the game. We've seen against some of the and sides we played against this season, we played them both against uh, Leeds and they did fantastically well at interchanging and the fluidity. Emil Smith-Rowe drifted inside and caused a lot of problems defensively for uh, Leeds's backline. I think that we can create quite a few problems with with Spurs. As Zamir and Abid both picked up on, they're not the biggest fan of, of quick movement and fluidity and interchanges between positions of players against opposition teams. And when you've got Emil Smith-Rowe and Erdogan in there together, that movement should hopefully create chaos to enable the likes of Aubameyang to get in behind. Because one of the biggest problems that we've had against the big six sides is the fact that Aubameyang gets very isolated when he plays on his own. So when you play with two very creative players, and arguably three with Saka in there as well, those three can interchange fantastically well to create as many chances as feasibly possible. If Emil Smith-Rowe doesn't start, I would be picking Pepe. Willian... I just, there's just for me, they're always going to be the question around the, the faith. I put the faith in him against, against Olympiacos. Eventually it came through the assist for Gabriel, but it's just, I haven't yet got that faith um, for me to, to put Willian as a starter. But if Emil Smith or isn't necessarily 100% fit, I would go with uh, Pepe on that left-hand side and agree with uh, Abid in terms of his front line. So I'm going to go back to Zamir because, of course, you didn't pick a Bamiang in your team and I wanted to give you the opportunity to to explain why. So talk me through it, mate. Yeah, I mean, a Bamiang, he doesn't offer anything against the big six, right? It's just the runs in behind against teams like Leeds who play a high line and Spurs are going to sit back, they're going to sit deep and there's there isn't going to be room for Aubameyang to make those runs. Uh, uh, I mean, am I going to be upset if Aubameyang starts? No, I'm not. But I just feel Lacazette is that player who shows up against the big six all the time. He offers that hold-up play, that physicality, which I think you need against Spurs. I, we're not going to be able to hold possession in their half for a lot of the game because they force us into mistakes. And the minute they press us, we're open at the back. Um, I think you also can't really put any uh, – if you look at the way we played last time, Tom, we played a 3-4-3, three, three, uh, and the channels mm. in behind were pretty open. I think going to a back four is going to help, but if we played Lacazette and Aubameyang together in that game, and you can say that Lacazette had arguably the better of the chances of the two and, and had more impact on the game. So, I mean, I, I just think the front four that, that we, we – in every podcast, we keep going back to what's the best half we've had, Wolves, 
okay, why not play that same front four again? It's the combination mm -hmm. that works. Uh, and you've got a healthy party now, fingers crossed. You've got Granite Xhaka, who's, as I've been also saying the last couple of weeks, the Xhaka meter's up. He's made his dumb mistakes. Uh, and now hopefully we're, we're going to see him get back into form. Uh, and, and so that's why I've gone with the front front four. I just I don't think in a game like this, Aubameyang offers us much. And I think also, if we're level, if we're even a goal behind, what better player to bring on than Aubameyang uh, to run at the back four? I, I understand your explanation, and it makes a lot of sense when you think about the examples we've seen with those guys playing together. Lacazette is someone that, if he ends up getting isolated like Aubameyang has, has the ability to drop deeper and to pick up the ball and help link up those plays. Um, I, I, the only thing is, is I feel like we're not going to get a lot of chances, to be honest, in this game. Uh, with the form of him and that lacquer, I feel like I have more faith, even with Aubameyang's latest kind of run of missing a fair few chances, yeah. I have more faith in him. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's, that's fair. I just, I just for me, I I can't drop Laka against a big team. Like he just, he's there. He's gonna score a goal. Even if you look at the game last season, where I mean Laka opened up with an absolute screamer from thirty yards out. He's got that in him, uh, and I just, you know. Like I said, it, are, am I going to be upset with either striker starting? No. My preference is just Lacazette because I think he, he gives us more in a game like this against an opponent like this. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Janice, thank you so much in the chat for uh, dropping in uh, a donation, mate. I was just waiting for the right time, son, to read it out. I wanted to let Zamir have a chance to explain his Aubameyang theory. Um, but the real Janice, thank you so much, mate. He says, no confidence in us picking up any points from this fixture. Let's be real. Willian and Hector Bellerin are going to start. I don't want to see holding. Tom, this is going to kill me, which is, yeah, I, I, I understand. We don't like negativity, but, I mean, if it comes to the form of a donation, we're, we're, we're little bit more you know accepting lenient uh, <laughs> oh we're gonna have like you know everyone in here soon all the AFTV crew dropping in donations and we're like okay fine welcome guys <laughs> roll out the red carpet um no it's 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 gonna be really really tricky to kind of get over I think seeing the lineup initially an hour before kickoff the meltdown on social media that erupts after seeing those lineups is is huge. I mean I remember the the, the eruption of the lineup That's against true. Chelsea on Boxing Day and it was huge seeing the likes of Gabriel not there seeing Emil Smith-Rowe starting which I know got a lot of positive response but people saw the likes of of Maitland-Niles playing at right back and it was there was a quite a few weird kind of responses to it and then look what happened we went out and we won 3-1 so it's it, you never know what can happen in these games and I think ultimately that if Bellerin does start it comes off the back of a, a couple of decent displays uh, he was good I thought um, in on Thursday against Olympiacos some of his deliveries were a lot better than they have been previously so I'm hoping that that kind of form if he does start carries on and the same goes for Willian if he does start He's had a fair few decent games. Four assists in four games is a, is a level of consistency we've not had from Willian this season. So fingers crossed he can uh, ultimately get into that team. Uh, B, just before we move on to uh, predictions, any uh, kind of final thoughts based upon the different lineups that you've seen now? I, I talked about Gabriel and Louise starting in there. Are you still 100% sure on picking Holding and Marie as your back to? Yeah, I just don't trust Louise in a big game and I can't... Mm. Gabriel is another issue, but we can't have Gabriel and Mary. It's all about balance with Arteta, so I can't really see him ever choosing two left. I don't know why. It's just something in England we, we don't really see a lot with two left-sided centre-backs in the 
centre of your defence. But with Luis, I know he's great at playing from the back, but even against Olympiacos, that mistake he did to give the chance away, oh my God. We've we've seen it with countless other players, but with Luis, I don't know why. I think there's some sort of unconscious bias on Luis as well. Uh, This is just me probably talking out of my head. But, (laughs) for example, if I can remember correctly, Mary on Vardy, when we played Leicester, he he pretty much took him out. It looked great. Mm. If Luis had done that, I can't say that yeah. would that would have been a red card. It's <laughs> just because <laughs> of Louise. <laughs> I, 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 you're not wrong. I can't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like, especially in these situations, Louise does put himself in a lot. Even if he does win the ball in like a last ditch tackle, he's just got this unconscious bias on him, and it always goes wrong for him. It's bad to say, but I wouldn't. I just wouldn't play him. If we played three at the back, which I don't think would change formation suddenly for one game, I could see him at the centre of the defence. But mm. if we're playing four at the back, I just I can't not this game. Yeah, if you watch fair enough. Out. Fair three, enough. Three at the back is going to leave you so exposed with yeah. Son and Kale just Bale just running straight in behind. Kale, um, wow, we combined them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Todd. <laughs> uh, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Lu- Luis just makes me uncomfortable. It just I, I don't feel confident. And the reason I I picked holding was was because Tom I, I wouldn't mind Gabriel. I feel I don't know if he's ready to play every three days after COVID. I think he play every week, but I don't know if physically he's there. And that's a good, that's a question I I think we'll see that's answered over the upcoming weeks. Mm. Fair enough. Um, let's get your predictions then. Uh, while you two are thinking, let's run through what you guys in the chat box. If you've got any thoughts ahead of the game, let's throw them in and we'll read some last few comments out. Vinny uh, is going for 3-1 Arsenal. See, this. whenever we do this, it always builds up optimism every single time. Uh, J- uh, Wilson says 2-1 uh, Arsenal. Juan says 3-3 if Bellerin <laughs> and Louise play. Uh, Hamza says 4-2 Arsenal. Uh, Manu Clerks is gassed ahead of the game. Omar says 2-1 to the Arsenal. We're going to win this. Um, hello to Tim, our resident Leeds fan, supposedly, who is unfortunately predicting a 3-1 Spurs win from a neutral <laughs> perspective. Um, Chris says 7-0 Spurs. I need to balance out Omar's sudden positivity, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. Uh, Reginald says if someone gets past Louise in the box, there's 90 <laughs> reoccurring chance of a red card going to happen. Dan Roberts says 6-0 Arsenal, run us in with a hat-trick. I mean, I'm sensing a little bit of tongue-in-cheek there, Dan. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but Reginald goes for a 3-1 Arsenal win. Uh, David Ziegler, friend of the show, and friend of, of course, Mike, whose birthday it was yesterday, uh, says would love another 5-2 Arsenal win. And Gunners007 uh, Raven says 2-1 to the Arsenal. So, Zamir, what are you going for, mate? What's your prediction on a couple of scorers as well, if you think there is going to be any scorers, that is? Yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-2. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game, exciting game, uh, but I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. Uh, from our side, I think Lacazette will score, and I think Pepe will score. Uh, and then for from for them, I think Bale and Kane, uh, mm. they'll they'll get the two. Fair of enough. course, one That's of them will come from us. Yeah, we'll, we'll give them a. We we'll, must score an own goal. <laughs> we must give them a customary, you know, just laying in on on our goal. That, that I'm resigned to that fact at yeah. this point. <laughs> Abid, well, I was going to go two all, but that's a bit boring. Just keep the same results. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go 4-1 Arsenal, just why not? Um, 
the goal we're going to concede is going to be the customary penalty that Kane always gets against us. He gets one every game, so he probably gets one this game. Yeah. Um, I can see a red card happening. There's going to be a lot of drama. And I'm hoping Pepe has an absolute madness of a game. He's been... A lot of fans are now asking him to get back in the side. It just shows ever since that Leeds game after the red card, he's really like switched it on. He's mm. now performing really well every time he's playing. And I think this is a game he's going to make his mark. Well, hopefully this will be the game he finally makes his mark in English football. Yeah, fingers crossed. If he does play, then he's going to hopefully have an absolutely smashing game. The like same goes for obviously all the squad. And we are fingers crossed hoping for something great uh, tomorrow. I can't see Spurs not scoring. And as Zamir says, I think it'll be us that just roll out the red carpet and say, here's a free goal and we can come from behind. Um, so I'm going to go for a... I'm going to be optimistic and say 3-1. I, I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, but I'm going to say 3-1 uh, with Aubameyang to get a couple. Um, and it'd be nice to see maybe Thomas Partey get on the score screen from a corner. Uh, getting up there with a big header would be nice as well. Um, so there's mine. Uh, last one in the chat from RU who says 2-1 Arsenal, Odegaard and Pep pay to score um so fingers crossed we can see this positivity in the chat continued into the game tomorrow i'd like to thank you uh, my massive and fantastic panel uh, of members this afternoon first of all making his debut it was an absolutely fantastic one to be thank you so much mate no worries thank you very much for having me on it and i do apologize for coming off the membership packs <laughs> 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 It's absolutely fine, mate. It, it was a mistake. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like Christopher Fung who disappears for like five months, doesn't say anything. He comes back <laughs> to the North London Derby. We see how you roll, Chris. We see how you roll. Uh, but no, thank you, Abid. You can find him on Twitter at Abid Shahid97. Uh, and thank you so much also to Zamir. As always, an absolute pleasure, mate. And I'm hoping the weather is, is better in New York than it is right here. In, it's literally horrible right now. But I can see there's like a glow from your window. I'm hoping it's good. Yeah. No, we've had some some really good weather here the last couple of days. Uh, so, uh, of course, it's snowing on Monday or Tuesday. So, uh, but at least the weekend is good, and I'm hoping that uh, that the Arsenal really pull out a result and, and make this weekend perfect. Yeah. Uh, only a North London derby win is is really gonna. <laughs> top this weather that we're having here so uh, yeah. but thanks for having me on uh, always good to be on and and hopefully the arsenal will will, will uh will pull out our win on sunday fingers crossed mate fingers crossed you can find zamir on twitter at myc guna 34 and you can find us at the guna talk tv and myself at tom canton media i'll be back tomorrow straight after the game uh to <laughs> divulge whatever happens fingers <laughs> crossed something good i will be joining hugh for the watch along so fingers crossed that um, superstition comes true and we can get a win off the back of that otherwise it's going to get very tense and very angry between the two of us but fingers crossed we won't have to worry about that we'll see you again very very soon and as always up the arsenal It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates are around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.